Hello and welcome back to the Everything Must Go podcast. I'm Brandon and with me as always is Steven discussing dating. First, we'll give some backstory on past relationships and what we find are qualities of good and bad relationships. Then we'll take a pause in the action to discuss our first go at Twitch and fill you in on Steven's recent YouTube videos. Finally, we'll talk about breakups and staying friends with exes and wrap everything up with a discussion on the future of dating. First, that if you notice that the audio is not ideal in this one, there's a lot of reasons for it. One, my mic wasn't working. Two, this is the first time we're doing it over Twitch, so there might be slight delays from here and there or a little bit of glitchiness. So we apologize for that in advance. But all in all, we're doing the we're doing the best that we can with this. <laughs> we're, we're giving it our all. We're gi- we, we definitely are. <laughs> we're giving it our all. So thank you guys for watching this on Twitch and watching this debauchery of us trying to make it someplace in this world on a Twitch live stream. But you guys will be able to go back and watch this after the fact, so that'll be kind of cool. Hell yeah. So, uh, that, that being the case, so you want to hear a little bit about my uh, your love, love life, life, relationships. All right, so let's just let's take it from the top when I just tell you that uh, I am single. <laughs> so uh, that's, that's the first thing to, to mention here. Uh, when it comes to relationships in the past, I was very much the person who was in relationships a lot of the time from ages uh, 16 through 22. I had a relationship like every single year at some point. And then in the last four years, I've mostly been single. Um, did have a girlfriend for one stretch in there, but all in all, it's been a little bit more me time. Living in Chicago, kind of finding my way. How about you? Yeah, I, I am single as well. I um, what had a, almost a three-year-long relationship that ended, I think, almost a year and a half ago, and we were living together, uh, broke up, and since then just been focusing on myself. You know, I, I uh, as I've mentioned in previous episodes, I am now pursuing my master's in counseling. I moved about two hours away from where I was living before so I could just focus on my education and really trying to spend this time to do the things that I want to do uh, as seen by this podcast, you know, with Steven and uh, releasing my album finally and then uh, just furthering my education. So that's kind of where I'm at. Um, that, however, was not my longest relationship my longest relationship was a three-year-long relationship and it was back in high school and i know that that's something you and i have in common your longest relationship was from high school too right oh yeah i forgot to to mention that my longest relationship was a uh, high school fling of about two and a half years off and on a lot of breakups so it's hard for me to say that that was the that it was like two and a half straight years (laughs) because there's definitely some some breakups in that but yeah same yeah, it is funny because I, I feel like you and I are both, I guess we would probably consider ourselves somewhat romantics, but our longest relationship was back in high school. We haven't uh, had no. one that has beat it since, so that's kind of funny. Yeah. No, but I mean, it's another thing too is when it comes to high school relationships, I don't know if you feel this way, but there was a certain part of me that feels like I just kind of kept it going for longer than it probably should have been a thing, but it was also like all I really knew, so I just continue to see it through i don't know if you felt yeah, that at all. it's just different I, times definitely I, I do think that there is something to be said about the the comfortability of having a relationship in high school i think a lot of times 
I mean, you're, you don't really even know yourself. We've talked about it, how you're kind of uh, molded by your environment as much as you might want to be an independent and free thinker. When you're younger, you don't really have the confidence in yourself to, to you know, fully know who you are and what you want. And you've also been growing up with whoever your guardian is that, you know, kind of shapes your path uh, somewhat. I know everybody's situation is different, but I, I guess the, the most quote unquote normal path would be that. So I think a lot of times you get stuck in these things that probably aren't the best for you, but it's just, I guess, easier to have it feels more comfortable. And, and then until you are ready to branch out. And I think, I think it also speaks to kind of who you and I are that we didn't settle for that comfortability after high school. You know, we both were ready to move on and do something, something more and different. Um, so I, I think it's almost a, uh, in, in a short, short time frame, uh, a display of how we were, how we've been the rest of our life. But what about dating right now? How are you, what are you doing for dating? Are you, are you looking or is that something that's important to you right now? I mean, it's, it's always important to me. I, I am one of those, uh, I hate saying hopeless romantic because I, I feel like that's such an overused term. But, like, I really do enjoy being in relationships in general. But at this this stage of my life, I'm also focused on a bunch of things that are going on. Between right. doing this podcast, my job, just a bunch of things. So it is kind of tough. And I think a lot of people face this where you get to your mid to upper 20s and you're still single and you start to feel like, how am I going to, it's, it's just, it's different to date at this age because back in school, it was a lot easier because you're always around your peers and everyone is still, still single at a certain point when you go back far enough. So it's just, it's different when you're at this age now, it's like, you might actually check to see if they have a ring on their finger. It's just a different, different mentality altogether. And especially when you're in a big city like Chicago, when you're around a bunch of people who are very career oriented and so everyone's really busy and it can be a little bit difficult sometimes to to date and that's why you, I have turned to things like dating apps and stuff in the past just to see why you know what the rave was all about well I think it's interesting the the idea you brought up of looking at you know their finger to see if they've got a ring on it type thing I, I think when we get to this age we immediately I think for the most of us, we immediately start thinking the next person I like commit to in a relationship could be the person I spend the rest of my life with. So there's there's almost this added just implicit pressure to to really you know pick the right one because at this point I think most of us you know you and I are 26, but to be 27 in a month, and are are kind of solidified somewhat in who we are and what we want i think it's a little different for me with dating because i did just i get i got out of that relationship that i was in that i did think was going to be the you know my i guess lifelong partner for a while and then after things kind of started unraveling in ways that i didn't i didn't like i think i started to realize especially after I get out of it, that I really need to focus. No, I, I'm always under the belief that I think you have the best chance of a sustainable relationship when you're not um, explicitly looking for it. If it just happens naturally, like it fits with your life naturally, I think you have a, a better chance of it working because typically maybe you have like the same schedules and you live close to each other and, um, you know, the not romantic things, but the logical things, the logistical things that actually – 
might make something work. Um, so if something were to happen, it's not like I would shy away from it. But right now, I think it's very important for me as a person to keep developing my path individually. So what are what are some characteristics that lead to a sustainable relationship? Yeah, definitely. I, I say this about every relationship, not even just romantically, just any relationship in general, that communication, and it's it's the cliche, but I think every single part of a relationship boils down to communication. So any anything that happens in it, whether it's that you're uh, you're fighting or there's trust issues, everything in some way involves not communicating the correct things across to one another. So I think it's really important to immediately in the relationship establish, like I, I think that, I think one of the things you can do to shoot yourself in the foot is if you try to pretend that you're someone in the beginning of it. Like, if you try to pretend like you're someone that you're not, for example, if you're, you smoke a lot of pot and you try to hide that from someone, it seems like a really bad idea. Because if that's really important to you and you try to pretend like it's not, eventually that's not going to be a long, sustainable thing because the other person's going to figure out how you are. Or what's going to happen is you're going to have a, a void in the relationship where you feel like it's not being filled and you're going to try to find ways to fill it, like by overcompensating or becoming resentful of the person. So I think it's super important to establish things. And this, I'll take it a step further. I think it's super important to establish things like, I know a couple that broke up one time because they, after they did it for four years and they didn't realize that one wanted to have kids and one didn't. Like, I don't think you should have to spend that much time in a relationship. Not to say that's the only reason why they broke up, but I don't think that you should go into a relationship not knowing that big stuff or just assuming that eventually they'll cave to what you want. Because yeah. that, that to me is exactly what causes things to not work out in the long run. And it's super important to address this stuff. Yeah, if you go into a relationship hoping that someone's gonna change their mind about something or that they're gonna, that you can help fix them or or they'll, they'll just, they'll grow up and change, typically it's not gonna work out. I can say that I, I had a little bit of that in my in one of my previous relationships where I noticed some some things that weren't very I guess mature about this person I was dating early on but I really liked the person and I really wanted it to work out so I was like you know we're still young you know maybe they'll we'll grow together you know I can I've been out in the real world a little longer maybe I can help show them the way a little bit but I, I just think that that was a little foolish of me to to think that or to, to hope for that. You know, I think, you know, nobody's perfect, but I think there are things that are kind of considered non-negotiables. Like if you want to have kids in your life and the and your partner who, you know, you're signing up for a lifetime with doesn't, it's a pretty big thing to, to just forego for yourself. So I, I think you're absolutely right. You know, having having a clear cut, I guess, conversation about that stuff um, allows the chance for both of you to make an educated decision on, you know, even though I like you, you like me, you know, we have a good connection, good chemistry. There are just some values that we don't share. I, I had this actually happen with a girl I respect a ton. I think she's beautiful. I think she's smart, talented, all this stuff that, you know, is really attractive to me. And uh, we have great chemistry and everything, but our worldviews are very different. And so 
with that being said, our the way that we would raise our children, I don't think we would see eye to eye. And so I kind of said from the start, I think, you know, I, there was a time when we were kind of confused about if we were going to proceed with our relationship. And I just kind of was upfront and a little blunt, a little blunt honesty. And was just like, I think if we're paying attention, we can see that you and I are not going to work, you know, with, with an actual relationship because as much as we care about each other and we want what's best for each other, we, we would love to be with each other. Eventually the way that we see the world and the way that we want to, especially produce what we create uh, in terms of children you know how we want to raise them it's going to come to blows and i think we should just be smart about it up front rather than you know getting into a relationship four years down the line and saying so are you okay with us doing this thing and uh no i said i wasn't (laughs) (laughs) um there was something else you said what was the uh oh not pretending i think that that's a huge huge thing too i i had another relationship where this happens to me a lot because I don't drink, and so people just assume that I have a problem with people that drink and that I'm a goody two shoes or you know whatever. They they get this they they read the book by its cover and think, oh he's a really good person because he doesn't do this. <laughs> and I'm human. I fuck up too. But I had a relationship where. You know, looking back on it, I'm wondering if this person just put up this facade with me that they weren't into that like party scene and drinking a bunch and all this stuff. And then as we got deeper into the relationship, they were doing this a lot. And I was like, wait a second, what's the real you? Are are you into this stuff or are you not? So I I do think, you know, there's a difference between waiting to give somebody everything because you want to feel somebody out and and gain trust before you just let them know everything about you and there's a difference between that and just straight up (laughs) deceiving a person because you want to seem appealing to them you shouldn't have to do that because it's important both for you and your partner to like exactly you know like each other for who you are and be okay with the flaws that you might have or the flaws that I might find in you and you might find in me, you know? So I think there is a huge, huge importance in that. Yeah. It's, it's really dumb. I mean, you see it all the time where people, <laughs> where I, I've had instances before where I have a friend who will say, should I tell, should I tell her this about myself? Should I tell her this? And I'm like, yeah, probably. <laughs> Cause in the end, yeah. if you don't, it's going to be just be a bad thing. I've just, I feel like it's always good to be upfront and set, accurate expectations kind of like entering a relationship where you know someone wants like a really serious relationship and you're just looking for like a hookup it's just stupid like obviously this is going to crash and burn at some point so there needs to be a an expectation set on what this is actually going to be moving forward yeah and yeah that's a really good point and i think that that's important for both people to understand their responsibility in that like it's not just one person who maybe just wants to hook up to you know because all that that's all they want to do they need to you know it's it's also about the person who wants like a very long-term relationship also needs to communicate that so they're both on the same page so it's i mean it's a cliche thing but it's a two-way street everybody 
you know, each person in that relationship has their responsibility to, to, uh, see it succeed. And I think that that's again, where the communication empathy comes into play and just, you know, respecting each other enough to be transparent is, is very key. So one thing I wanted to ask you here with, with this next little bullet point is, do you think there are specific qualities that make or break any and all relationships? Like they're, they're the foundation regardless of the personality. Yeah. I, I literally think that communication is every single reason why a relationship does or does not work is because of communication that there's something that is not communicated from one person to the other, whether it's that they have needs that the other person is not meeting or, there's some like basically that's basically there's some needs the other person is not meeting whatever that means and it could be anything like literally it's such a broad part it's 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 super broad but everything falls under like give give me an example of something and i'll tell you why it's communication (laughs) anything (laughs) what do you mean (laughs) give you an example of something yeah like a divorce okay well the, the miscommunication here is that one person doesn't feel the same way as the other person. <laughs> this is so horrible. <laughs> well, is... Okay, like, uh, um, I don't know. Like, no, well, you're generalizing fight, way fight. too much. This isn't. Yeah. This doesn't work. Your point about communication is good, but I don't know what you're doing. Let me, let me just take a whole deeper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, I agree. I think communication is an, an important thing. And it's everybody communicates differently. So if you're a person who doesn't emotionally communicate, you know, even specifically communicating, Hey, I'm not an emotional person or, you know, giving you know, allowing them to pick up that impression right from the start, it, you're giving them the information that they can learn from. So there, there's not different expectations. Again, back to the, you don't want to deceive a person just to make yourself seem more appealing. Just be yourself and the right person is going to like you for who you are, flaws and all. And uh, and so the, the, the communication aspect of it isn't just like, we're going to talk about all of our feelings all the time, everything that I ever think you get to know, but it is, there is something like, I think even if you want some space, you know, communicating that or understanding that, you know, hey, that uh, I'm not going to expect you to be able to read my mind is is an important aspect for sure. Um, I also think that a specific qualities to make or break any and all relationships is reciprocation. You know, not everyone's going to love the same way. But I think if if the way that you love is, um, you know, gift giving, you give gifts, you know, I think however they love, you know, receiving that back in, in an equal manner. If, if you have an imbalance in that stuff, no matter how, you know, what people, re, you know, do or, or receive for, for their type of love – I think as long as you guys are giving an equal effort, and it's not going to always be 50-50, but overall having that balance is humongous. And I'll give you a, a good example. Like Santa Claus, clearly he does not have a good love life because he's always giving. He's just give, give, give. But what does he ever get back? You never hear anything about Santa Claus getting anything. 
I'm sorry, man. I'm abandoning you on all these examples tonight. <laughs> I don't know if you're back in. I'm alone. All right, uh, another example. No. So. No. That's something else, Sammy. That's something else, Sammy. I'll tell you why. It's communication. Yeah. So, so basically, they uh, want to get a dog, and the one person says no, no, no. And the other person says yes, yes, yes. What's the problem here? Communication. <laughs> You see it now, right? You're dope, dude. <laughs> dude I'm oh, just get, I'm I'm a good at giving examples. You're the best. I I can't decide what you're better at, examples or impressions. Ooh, that's tough. I'm the LeBron James of examples and the Michael Jordan of impressions. But who's the LeBron James of basketball? Michael Jordan. <laughs> the joke that's only funny for us. Yeah. Have we used no. this on a podcast episode before? I don't think we have. I think it, this is the first time I made the light of day. There we go. Hopefully no one steals our joke. You're welcome, we guys. We're going to hear uh, like Daniel Tosh <laughs> using that joke. <laughs> is he big anymore? Does he I, still have Tosh.0? I don't I don't know. I, I actually so. like Daniel Tosh, though. I, I do, too. I like funny. him a lot. I think it's pretty funny. He's just, he's just a dick. It's not like... I don't know. I liked Louis C.K., too, until he did the whole weird stuff. Yeah, and a little uh, bad. little foreshadowing for next week's episode, the Ooh. Kevin Hart thing. We, I don't know if any of you guys have been paying attention to that story, but uh, supposedly he's getting in trouble now for a joke that he made that people are considering homophobic. And uh, the Oscars, you said the Oscars wanted him to apologize, right? Yeah, and he's like, nah. He's like, nah, man, I'm not feeling it. <laughs> yeah. So we'll talk about that next week. But uh, I guess we kind of already are taking a break. We want to talk about how, <laughs> how eventful this uh, Twitch streaming thing has gone. Oh, I would absolutely love Guys, all right, so we're recording this here on a Monday night. You guys are either watching this live or you are listening to it on your podcast app. Maybe we'll post this on YouTube or save it. I don't know. But <laughs> any, any way you look at it, this has been a complete train wreck. Yesterday was one of the more frustrating days of technology I've ever had in my entire life. I'll give you the exact sequence of events because it, it makes the story that much better. First, we tried to do... What was the first thing we did? Twitch? Well, we did Instagram Live. Oh, yeah. It was Instagram Live. That was the only thing that went, I guess. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we were prepping <laughs> for the show with Instagram Live. <laughs> and then it was just downhill from there. So we did Instagram Live. Then we're like, all right... Come join us over on Twitch. Brandon, <laughs> Brandon spent the whole day putting together an overlay. So it actually would look better than the Twitch that we have here. So <laughs> the whole day, we're like, all right, dude, we're going to finally go live on Twitch. This is going to be sick. So then we finally go live, and we're like, the video is going so slow. This, and we're just like, oh, okay. What, what's going on here? So we think it's fine, and then eventually we're just like, no. So we canceled it because... It wasn't moving. Then we moved. So we gave up on Twitch after testing a bunch of different ways. We just could not get it to work. And my microphone was acting kind of screwy too. So then we tried to record it on my mic calling into Brandon to then realize that the mic wasn't working. <laughs> For no reason, my microphone just stopped working. I tried switching different computer programs, tried switching computers. Still wasn't working. Then we, what happened? After, what, what was the next on our phones. Oh, then we 
then we finally, after we spent all this time trying to move computers, jump back and forth, try different programs, we decided, you know what, forget it, let's just record it on our phones. We like record, the old days. Like the old days, like the first four episodes. We literally record the entire episode on our phones, only to find out that we can't use that audio either, because I'm an idiot and decided that my microphone should be hanging on my coat and make a scratchy noise so that my audio is unusable. So the entire day yesterday was a complete loss. And then today hasn't really been much better, to be honest with you. No. I mean, I, I guess we should have expected some bumps and bruises along the way. But, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely not Your webcam not working? Yeah, you'll notice that Brandon's webcam isn't as good as mine. That's because... Yeah. I've got a webcam. focus issue. Yeah, and I tried to look up how to turn off the autofocus. And the software that you can download with this webcam, it's a Microsoft webcam, and supposedly it's not combat compatible with Windows 10. Why they would make a brand new webcam not compatible with their newest fucking Windows, I have no clue, but it's, uh, yeah, pisses me off. What a time to be alive, dude. Yeah, this is sick. <laughs> Can't wait till the robots <laughs> just take over. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, we'll get to that later about those damn robots. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, I guess uh, some good news, though. You've been pretty active on your YouTube. You want to talk about that? Yeah, so you guys probably know by now my YouTube channel, Bush Boss. I release at least one YouTube video a week and been getting some decent reception on that. Going to continue to do that. I'm doing my next YouTube video on Gary V. if anyone knows who that is. He is someone who... People say Gary V. Like I, I'm very like hyper active and like I don't know like go go go. But Gary V is just a more in, insane version <laughs> of that. And I have mixed feelings about him, but I think he's he's he brings a lot of value to the table. But I've got some things that I think that he does wrong, and why I don't fully agree with his mentality on life. And I'm really excited to talk about that. So be on the lookout for that video. I'll be recording that sometime soon. I'll keep you updated. But yeah, go to my YouTube channel, Butch Boss, and subscribe if you want to be a part of that journey. And uh, yeah, also you can check us out here on our Twitch accounts now, which is, this is something new that we, we weren't doing before. So you can find my Twitch account, Butch Boss, so if you're watching here, you'll see that. And then Brandon's is Brandon Flippin' Music. Yeah. So we don't know everything we're going to be doing on here, but I'll say that our goal is that we want to be able to do an episode and then talk to you guys and then Brandon can play some music and I'll do some awful impressions. <laughs> I, I don't even know. I don't think we even have a plan at all. You keep saying that I'm going to play some music and you're going to do some impressions. But I, this I don't even know plan. if that's the plan. I think it's the plan. I'm making yeah. up the plan right now. All right, that's fine. Yeah, why not? Whatever. I got you. <laughs> How about this? Why don't you play the music and I'll do the impressions? We're going down, down, and earlier. I just oh, do yeah. Fall Out Boy. <laughs> I just do. I just mumble in Fall Out Boy songs. What was our uh, band name gonna be? I forgot. The Monotones. Monotones. <laughs> easily, it's already taken. We, yeah. Can we have uh, another one that was more creative than something that's easily taken? Everything <laughs> must bow. Everything must bow. <laughs> Jeez. Another These jokes never joke. get funny. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, baby, never stop like, being funny. They're like fine wine. The older they get, dude. Are we gonna play off the top? I, I miss. I miss us playing that. Oh, yeah, we can play that. Not, not this episode. <laughs> not this episode. <laughs> Forget that. We got enough. 
difficulties just figuring out how to do this. You don't get it. Yeah, let's just let's just get through this damn Special episode, <laughs> and then we can try getting fancy on it. <laughs> we are not getting fancy on this episode. Sorry, guys. No. <sighs> but uh, you want to go back into relationship discussion? Yeah, unless you have anything else you want to talk about in our. No, I'm here? not. I'm not doing anything. I'm in my last last two weeks of my first semester in graduate school and I've got about four or five papers to write so I uh, I mean if you follow me on Instagram Brandon Flippin Music I post on there every once in a while but that's that's about it <laughs> so yeah yeah and my Instagram is at uh, Stephen Russell B same with my Twitter and it's Stephen with the V none of that PH stuff people still call me Stephen with the PH I think it's just to piss me off now Probably. Easily. I think that's about all I got, though. We can move on to relationships. I, I was, I'm, like, getting riled up here now. Like, now this uh, this is really kicking in. So I took a pre-workout because I thought I was going to go to the gym, and then I was like, you know what? Let's just go ahead and get this done. We all right. go to the gym so, late night, you know? <laughs> so basically, everyone listening, just be ready for uh, Steven's scatterbrain to take full effect in a second. <laughs> the other night, he called me and was like, hey, so we doing this? Uh, uh, let's see here. He kept doing this now with his mouth. Okay, so I gotta. You wanna do this uh, description to social media? So I'm, gonna, I'm just like, dude, calm the hell down. I'm already in bed. Get the hell out of here. You always gotta go. Always gotta go, go, go. Never relax. All right. So we've been talking a lot about relationships themselves, but what about when they end? Like, what what does a good breakup look like? What do you think is the best way to break up with someone? And do you have any strong opinions about? being friends or not being friends with exes so best case scenario of a breakup you should always do it in person if you can even though it's harder that way i think it's very respectful emojis. <laughs> just emojis. immediately you say no like it's bogus you shouldn't do you gotta that. send you gotta send emojis i told you oh yeah emojis <laughs> <laughs> yeah no that's a terrible idea don't listen to brandon <laughs> i don't know how your relationships end but mine usually not with emojis it's usually like a lot of crying and you know, <laughs> all, <laughs> on on my <laughs> all on my part. Uh, but okay, so I think probably like a good relationship ending is you say everything that you liked about the relationship, then every reason that you're breaking it off, and then you know you say you wish them all the best, and then maybe you hug, and then that's it. Now does that happen? Not too often. <laughs> and even if it does. It's almost like if it's almost like if it ends like too well, then you guys are just gonna get back together. <laughs> like if you can somehow that like if you can have that subtle of a breakup, I don't know. Maybe you weren't invested or you were too invested or I don't know. But that would be perfect case scenario. Uh, what was the other part of this question? Uh, how do you feel about being friends with exes? Being friends with exes, as we always say, I feel like, on our show, basically we just need to make shirts that say case by case, because I feel like that's probably the motto of the Everything Must Go podcast. But, yeah, it's case by case. It just depends on the person. I would say the number one thing here, other than communication, because obviously I like to say that a lot, is there needs to be a similar understanding on both ends so if you are going to be friends someone can't want a little bit more or can't see it a little bit differently there needs to be like a mutual understanding like i think it's okay for you guys to both be open to the idea that maybe you guys could get back together at some point just because like you never know in life but i think 
the key here is that there needs to be a mutual understanding of like how to attack the relationship going forward. Yeah, I agree. I, I, for me with, with the X's thing, I'll start there just cause that's what you were talking about last. I think I typically am not friends with my exes. It's, it's partially because I, I keep, as we've said on this podcast and previous episodes, I, I have a pretty small inner circle and yeah, one thing that is basically what he's saying. Yeah, I I don't have any friends, but <laughs> I think the the tough thing for me is when you have a very deep connection with somebody and and then you have to go to being less than that. Uh, sometimes I, I think with practice, like if you continue trying, you you can do it with somebody. Um, developing the ability to be okay with that. But I think if if that's not something you're interested in, I, I wouldn't force it. I th- I think that can maybe cause things to be unhealthy, you know, later on down the road. And that's where the the mutual understanding really comes into play. You know, what what do you guys want out of the relationship from from there on out? Now that it's not a romantic relationship anymore, I think for breakups being, I guess, ideal, it is. I think both people need to be able to come to this mutual understanding that their future is limited. It's not going to be as sustainable as maybe they both thought. Now that, again, this is the ideal picture. You're going to have that conversation. (laughs) Well, no, I think it does happen. I think people, some people you get, if you have two mature adults, I think that you have the opportunity. I think when it doesn't happen is when you got one person who is trying to be that way and the other person yeah, maybe not, <laughs> not there and, and you have to kind of keep them along um, and, and things can end up really ugly with that the thing too that's tough is with breakups is love just makes you do crazy things especially if you're kind of in that euphoria of it all you just you can lose control of yourself and it can be very detrimental and, and then you always I, I freaking hate when people come out of relationships and they say oh this person was crazy or you know, that's why we broke up. This person was crazy or this person was very, uh, you know, abusive at the end of it all. And it's just like, I mean, I guess it could be that, but a lot of times I think it's just a case of people that love each other very much. At least one of the sides loving them so much, it's really hard to let go. And, and so that's, there's got to be a lot of empathy, even in rough breakups, which I know is really hard. But that's 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 a key thing, I think, if you want to have a good good breakup and the possibility for a friendship after all this said and done. I mean, I guess we're all trying our best out here. And... Yeah, yeah. I want to I want to actually comment on this. I think because you make a really good point with every time people break up, there always seems to be hostility towards the relationship. People always are very, very negative on their exes. And I do think that that's kind of unfortunate because if you think about it, there's a point in time, I can say this about any of my girlfriends, like there, you know, there was ups and downs of any of my relationships, but I do genuinely have to acknowledge the fact that there was a lot of good in this person. Like I wouldn't, like I, I fell for them at one point, Like there was clearly something in there that I found to be very intriguing. It wasn't just that I found them to be like physically attractive. It was like, I, I found them to have good qualities. I had a lot of fun with them because no one 
you're not, you're not forced into a relationship. Like you went out of your way and you decided that spending your time with that person was better than spending your time in another way. So I think that sometimes it would be nice if people could just acknowledge the fact that some, like it's okay to break up. It's okay that there's not enough things in alignment to continue a relationship and you don't have to be so damn bitter all the time. It doesn't mean you have to be friends with the person per se, but it is unfortunate that they end a lot of times with, oh, this person was uh, like, oh, they were such a bitch. They were like such a piece of shit and all this stuff. But you know what it comes down to. It's just, we get very emotional. And when we're right. emotional, we say the wrong things a lot of times. It's the same, yeah. like it, good and bad. Like sometimes we'll, we'll be like, we, we say things differently when we're not of a logical state of mind. And I think that that's something with relationships that as I get more mature, I'm better at handling that part of it and just realizing that I can I appreciate all my relationships. I, I appreciate the times that I've had. Each one has had its good and bad things, but ultimately they're all they're all good people at their heart. And uh, I don't know what people say about me after relationships. Maybe they just say that I'm garbage. But I like to think that I do my best to right my wrongs and uh, make my jokes. <laughs> well, I I think the the big thing to understand too is we typically hurt the people that we love the most, Definitely. the most. So, and that's tough to keep in mind when you're the one getting hurt. But if you if after everything is said and done, you can take a step outside of yourself, a step outside of the emotion of it all and look down on this relationship that used to maybe be beautiful and thriving, but has since dissipated. You can understand that this was might've been two people that really cared about each other that maybe just weren't the right fit. Or, you know, a lot of times environment has a role, you know, maybe, maybe, uh, people are impacted and deal with something that happened in their life external from each other in a way that the other person couldn't handle. You know, you see that a lot in, you know, people who have miscarriages or a death of a child or a death of a family member, just a lot of like grief that comes in. And, you know, maybe one person shuts down because they, they, they stop communicating because they don't want to deal with it. You know, so there's, there's gotta be some empathy in that when all is said and done. And I think the other thing, too, is with breakups, we want – I don't think it's a healthy thing to, to hold on to that anger forever. And I think part of the healing process of that is making very tough decisions. You know, So when you talk about the mutual understanding between an ex, you know – when you break up with somebody, you can't send that late night text saying I love you so much anymore because things are just different now. You might feel that way, but now it's time for the healing process and the growing process. And I think that's where some really tough decisions kind of come into play, even after everything is all said and done. I, but I think I think you're right that having the idea that something could happen down the road, but I think you got to be calculated about how you pursue that because there's got to be healing to take place for for both parties yeah so, so uh, uh, commenting on that i think a, a big part of relationships that doesn't get talked about is the the environmental part of it and circumstances i know for me personally 
anyone who I, I didn't really date too much from the ages of 23 to 25 but I do feel like in that in that time frame like it would have been kind of rough to date me like in a like be a boyfriend girlfriend because there was a lot of things going on in my life and things I had to work through mentally that would have made it difficult like it would have been a roadblock to be with me and I've spent a lot of time and effort kind of reaching inside myself to try to find that person again that who I am and like become strong and 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 have something to offer that I genuinely feel like someone deserves and you know if you dated someone maybe like 16 years old I think you have to realize that person now if you're like me and Brandon's age like it's a totally different thing and that people they change over time and circumstances change over time and I think it's fine that sometimes relationships end just based on circumstances like people have to live states away from each other and they're going to be one's going off to grad school I think it's I don't think you necessarily have to wait for the person. I think you just keep living your life. And if it's meant to be, you guys will find your way. I don't think there's anything wrong with breakups based on circumstances. But I also feel like realize that it was based on circumstances because there's probably something to it if you still feel for the people like a long time later. A big lesson that I think I took from a previous relationship was... And Stephen and, I, Stephen and I have talked about this a lot, uh, you know, off of the podcast, but just personally is the understanding of letting things go is sometimes just as important, if not more important, than holding on and fighting. Because it is okay if things just aren't working to, like, let each other go and understand that when you've lost, you've lost. Take the loss and let it go. I've had a big problem in my life where I just want to, let's just do it. Let's just work it out. Come on. Let's, we can make this work. If we just try harder, if we, if we handle this differently, if we organize this differently, and sometimes maybe the writing is on the wall and you just got to say, you know, I do care about you, but it's just, it's not working out. So we got to let it go. Yeah, and it, it gets tough, and I mean, it's along the same lines when it comes to, like, you can't force anything. Ultimately, if someone wants to be with you, like, they have to figure that out on their own. You can't try to change them. You can't try to manipulate the situation. Like, the, I think the best thing that you can do is, and you'll notice this in your life, the people in your life who really, truly care about you are the ones who always seem to be there no matter what's going on in your life. And that's why I always hold strong onto my friends who I move states away and they're still like, hey, let's catch up. Hey, let's talk. Um, I, I mean, it means a lot. I mean, Brandon and I are actually a good example of, I, I, I didn't have to like force this friendship. I, I wasn't saying, oh, like, like obviously Brandon wants to be friends with me. I want to be friends with Brandon. We want to do this podcast. <laughs> you can shake your head, say whatever you want. But it's, a, it's like a real thing. Like the people who really matter are always going to end up playing a role in your life and you can't as as tough as it is we all want to be a little bit of the control person in a relationship and be like why can't you understand my perspective but people need to come around on their own so if they have a, a drinking problem or if they have a, a commitment problem like people have to work through things and you don't want to be with someone if you feel like you had to force them to be a certain way like people need to come around on their own their own timelines and it's really tough for people <laughs> like myself who are are like you know we are, like as brandon said like 
come on, we can get through this, we can fight through this. Because at the end of the day, like, it's actually important that people figure this out on their own and, and do what they need to get there. Because if you guys can both get there at the same time, you're golden. That's a sustainable right. relationship. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, to, to touch on your point about um, the, you know, looking at our friendship, you know, it's, it's easier when, when something that works, you, you don't really look at why does it work. You typically, you, you take a critical look on things that didn't work and try to figure out, okay, what went wrong here? What went wrong there? But if, if you do look at your friendships or your relationships that do work, there, there isn't that forced nature over it. You know, I can be exactly who I am with Steven and I'm not going to worry. You know, if tomorrow he tells me, you know, I'm, I'm moving on. I'm not going to be able to be the one to change him. You know, I might, I might, you know, try to give some points, but ultimately he's going to make his own decision. And I think too, what an interesting like case study would have been is, you know, you talked about from 23 to 25, you know, remaining mostly single through that time. You know, if someone who likes to try to fix people would have, maybe they would have been attracted to you because of that quality, you know, that you were kind of damaged and you had baggage and they could help you get through it. You know, within your own heart that you probably still, no matter how good this person would have been for you, you probably still would have fucked things up because you weren't, you weren't your full self at that point. And so I think being able to look at it from that lens too, where, you know, look at it from yourself. If if someone came, if you're going through shit and someone came along and wanted to fix you, might not work out. So you can't do the same thing on the other end. You can't try to fix somebody or hope that they change. Or you know, a lot of times we got to let each other evolve on our own. And if you evolve in different directions, that's the time to say, okay, let's let each other go. We're we're definitely moving in separate paths. I really wanted to make a horrible joke about evolving. <laughs> and then I was like, I'm not. <laughs> but you still told us all that you wanted to make a horrible yeah. joke. <laughs> you guys can just imagine. How bad just pretend. Yeah, just pretend <laughs> that you heard how bad it is. Just pretend that you heard how bad it was. So what, what do you see for relationships in the future for yourself? And uh, the broader scope of it all. This is going to be a great point to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, oh, we oh, already recorded this episode yesterday, so I already um, know what's coming. So we didn't talk about. <laughs> it's not like we literally just said all the same stuff as the as the last episode, but okay. So my thinking is that the future is going to be like if you think about it now, porn at one point it was some fuzzy thing, or actually it was pictures at one point, and then it was fuzzy video, then it was HD video. Then now it's 3D video. But at some point, there's just going to be a world that you go into, and you can just have whatever kind of sex that you want. So it's going to be uh, sex land. Or as Bannon said yesterday, the sex matrix. <laughs> Which is pretty funny. And, you know, this, I, I it, it sounds kind of dark, and I hope it doesn't, this doesn't happen, but I think it is. Where, Marriage will just be like a partnership, but all the sex stuff, that'll just be you go into sex land. So marriage will just be like your your buddy, you know. And it'll just be a little bit different. 
Dude, it's 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 definitely gonna happen at some point. It's all right. We're getting close. I think maybe next ten years. <laughs> Probably not that fast, but no, I'm. It's. I, I just worry about as humans. Sure, we we do like to just find our one life partner, but there's still people have this crazy. I mean, people. Most married people still watch porn, so I think it's not that crazy to think that. In the future, they'll have sex with robots. Like, I just don't think it's that crazy. I know you think this is so insane, but it's... I'm telling you, as soon as, that, as this starts happening, they're going to be like, he was right. He was right. <laughs> no, I don't think I'll be saying this is right. Because they're... With the fact that we are monogamous creatures, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, dis, I'm not arguing that maybe there will be the ability to have virtual sex in in the sense where maybe there's a a sex robot that you you're fucking while you're in this virtual reality no (laughs) i don't agree with you i'm saying that that's a possibility but i'm not saying that that's going to be a substitute for actual intimacy with your partner i don't think that that will happen empty sex with a virtual reality it's not going to be the same how do you know it's going to be empty though Maybe they like they put something in you that makes it also feel like love. Dude, you they're don't gonna know, millions put, of years of they're gonna put something in you that makes it feel like love. Yeah, dude, think about it. Millions of years of technology. I'm thinking about it for sure. I'm thinking <laughs> about it. Dude, we're gonna have millions of years to develop the sex matrix. <laughs> I think that Steven is on the forefront of this uh, sex I'm, matrix. I'm the Steve matrix. Jobs of the sex matrix. <laughs> Jesus. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> that is I'm nothing. definitely quoting you. I'm putting that in the show description for sure. <laughs> oh my god! During this episode of the Everything Must Go podcast, Stephen wanted everybody to know that he will be the Steve Jobs of the sex matrix. <laughs> That's great because if you go on the Everything Must Go podcast website, it just says under my description a human. So maybe I need to add the Steve Jobs of the sex matrix. That's going to be your tagline from here on out. In all of your descriptions, people will just now recognize you as the Steve Jobs of something that doesn't exist. It's almost like being the LeBron James of basketball. No. <laughs> that no. joke didn't even work there. <laughs> you need to work on your material. See, this is why you gave up comedy. This is why, <laughs> this is why I retired from comedy. That was actually, it was pretty funny when I was on that Thought Cops episode. And they're like, yeah, you're in the comedy scene, right? And I was like, yeah, I retired. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, no, I, uh, I retired from that. But that's okay. We can address me as that guy if we want. Did you really retire from it, though? Oh, yeah. I put can in my you, resignation. Can you retire from something that you never really were a part of? You know, when I never showed up for my stand-up routine, that was basically just like <laughs> calling it quits right there. <laughs> One of these times we should show one of those voicemails. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, yeah. That was a pretty good voicemail. Every once in a while, I'll, uh, if I don't think Steven's doing what he should be doing, I'll leave him a voicemail to let him know it. <laughs> yeah, because I'm only doing what I'm supposed to be doing like 80% of the time. There's like a 20% of the time in there where you're just like, I don't know why you thought that's what you were supposed to be doing. <laughs> you usually admit it before I even say anything, so... <laughs> Yeah, see, the thing is, I'm self-aware, but I still do it anyways. I'm self-aware, I'm just stupid. (laughs) 
Yeah, that's for sure. Is there, no doubt about that. That. <laughs> Is there anything else about relationships we needed to cover? No, what 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 time are we at? Go look in OBS. We're at 55 minutes. Okay, cool. Yeah, we can go to final thoughts. Um, okay. Yeah, so my final thoughts on this Obviously, I think communication is very, very vital towards relationships, and I know one thing we didn't really get to talk about too much in this episode, but it's something that you and I have both discussed, which is the act like a man, basically. The idea of the perspective of how the male and female gender is supposed to react to the relationship. I I just wanted to make one comment on it, which is, at the end of the day, trying to act tough and macho to try to get through a relationship is not going to work. You're just, it is in everyone's best interest to have strong communication so that there is an understanding. Sure, it's fine to be the emotionally strong one when times get tough. I do think that there is a value in doing that. But ultimately, send, setting right expectations so that both people know what's going on, communicating so there's not pointless fights, don't be petty with oh, I'm going to wait another five minutes before I respond back to text messages. Playing hard to get, super frustrating. I don't, the concept does not work in the long run, so it's just kind of dumb. And if you truly care about someone, you, like they're, show them that you care and be there for them when they need you. Sometimes relationships are not good in the moment, but maybe down the road they could be better. I think that's fine too. Realizing that, um, I mean, I, th- I think that that basically covers actually everything. <laughs> I, I could go on because this is a topic that I, I do like diving pretty deeply into. But I guess my last, my last part of this is when it comes to dating, make sure that the moment is right. Like make sure that you're in a good headspace so that you're able to give the person the best part of the relationship too. I'm glad that I spent a big stretch not being in relationships because I knew that I wasn't going to be able to give someone what they wanted. So uh, that's just something to keep in mind going forward. But ultimately, oh, I know that my, my last my last point. I know I keep dragging on my final thought. But because I didn't say that in this recording and I said it in the first one, my, my relationship philosophy that I have decided on is you want to figure yourself out so that you have your life in place and then the relationship should just be the last piece of the puzzle. Or another, so basically you're going on your journey and the relationship is not your journey. It's someone coming along to join you on that journey. And that's it. <laughs> Are you sure? Is yeah. there anything else you can say? Nope. That's it. That's it. Uh, a different version of that last point. Do not expect a relationship with somebody or just another person to be able to solve all your your ailments in the world. Don't think that oh, if I just had a relationship, this would fix everything. It's not. You you definitely do have to find fulfillment in your life separate from that relationship because that is just another piece of the puzzle. It isn't just. It isn't all riding on a relationship. A big mistake that I've made is putting relationships on this pedestal, where. If I just have this, I'll figure everything else out. I think understanding that taking care of yourself, loving yourself in the way that you strive for the things that you want to strive for and the person that 
is kind of along for the ride who who fits with that that pursuit is is your chance at sustainable a sustainable relationship and yeah it just understanding that it's just a piece it's not the whole thing so that's my final thought definitely well I wanted to say thank you guys for being a part of our first twitch experience here we don't know how this audio is going to sound to be honest with you but we're hoping for the best given everything that's happened here but we're very excited to be doing twitch streams you can find us at butch boss is my twitch stream and brain flipping music is his we're not sure the exact cadence and how we're going to do this but we'll keep you posted so check up on our twitter and instagram which is at emg pod we will keep the updates on there you can also send us an email our email is emgpod at gmail.com. We also have a voicemail, so we can play your voicemails on the show. Our number is 513-427-EMG5. In general, though, if you guys want to be a part of our experience, we like DMs on Instagram and Twitter. They're just really easy to respond to, so if you send us a message that way, we'll make sure to get in touch with you in one way or another. And aside from that, we kind of hinted at this earlier, but our next episode is involving the Kevin Hart Oscar situation and talking about comedy and where you draw the line between it and the uh, being offensive. Thank you for listening to this episode, and we will talk to you soon. Take it easy.